when you look at a lot of system implementations, they're very much driven around features and functionality or systematic type approach to that. Different people have different views of a system as a whole. I might see a finance system one way. You might see a finance system slightly different in what you need from it. And so it's having those intuitive models of thinking, that holistic type of approach. And I think that's what we do by using the systems thinking and design thinking in our our process and our method. Welcome to this episode of Columbus Cast. Today I'm joined by Toby Mankert and Ian Kingston from the UK Strategy and Change team to talk about systems thinking versus design thinking in change projects. Toby, Ian, would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Ian Kingstone. I'm the Director of Strategy and Change at Columbus in the UK. My background is really about 30 years of large business and technology digital transformation programs in global organisations. More recently, in the last 10 years, I've focused very much on the strategic and the value delivery side of that. My name's Toby Mankertz. I've been at Columbus for four years. Uh, My role is a Principal Business Transformation Advisor. I've worked in a number of different engineering industries across uh, the course of my 25-year-plus career, also in lean uh, methodology and lean implementations in manufacturing, and working with customers currently on delivering business value and business outcomes primarily, but also focusing on how we solve complex business problems on behalf of our customers and help lead them towards solutions that are right for their organisation. So to start with, how do we define design thinking in change projects? I mean, the typical definition of design thinking is it's human-centred, it's approach for helping us understand people's needs, you know, emphasising and defining their issues, coming up with solutions, but also how you you test those solutions. So for me, it's about a customer-centric approach, if you want, to create products and solutions that are sustainable over their life cycle. Design thinking focuses mostly on people. Strictly speaking, it was created as a as a sort of set of strategic or practical procedures for designers to use in the process of designing and primarily it was in the you know in the innovation of products and services per se but mostly with it initially with a, with a focus on products but it lends itself as Ian just mentioned to designing solutions for problems uh, no matter what context those problems are presented in so they can be a product they can be a set of business issues or business problems and quite surprisingly to me, it's been around for over 50 years, design thinking. I only came about it really in the last 10, 15 years or so, rather than it's been around forever for me personally. And I think for me, it's been really about understanding the problem to be solved, putting it into context, and then looking at what solution should be used. When we were designing approach to value delivery, at Columbus or at what, what we call our value first framework. Design thinking techniques, it became immediately apparent that was a really good starting point. You know, a lot of what we do as transformation advisors, as business advisors, as consultants, is work with people. We're a very people-centric industry. Being able to get our stakeholders to align behind a definition of a problem statement is absolutely critical. You know, we all got to agree what the problem is. We've got to define that issue and understand it collectively, that this is the thing we're trying to solve. And then giving people an environment whereby they can brainstorm the issues and then start to hone in on some of the most important issues to consider through to the sort of solution space. 
make sure we've got consensus with our customers and make sure that we've got agreement that they know exactly what issues they're trying to resolve and why those issues are important to their organization. You talk there about the double diamond that's often talked about within design thinking. So that understand the problem diamond, if you want, discovering it, opening it up and then defining the problem. I think what you raised there is is really important, certainly in our very first approach in aligning mindsets around what that problem is and getting people aligned on it. And then the second diamond, if you want, is then developing that. So again, open it up. No ideas are silly ideas, so to speak. And then bring that down to a convergence again to what actually you're going to deliver. And you do that looking at it around how desirable it is, how feasible it is, how viable it is from a financial, if you want, perspective. Systems thinking also uses the same double diamond approach. So it's not unique necessarily to design thinking per se. Where it became apparent to us is the right thing to use is, is because we are quite people centric initially. We don't go into organizations and say, you need a new ERP system. Here's all the features and functions. You know, if I'm sort of pinch Simon Sinek's golden circle, you know, we don't start with how, we start with why. From an initial perspective, we're saying, what, what, are, what are the business outcomes you're looking for? Why are you investing in ERP? What else are you investing in? What are you hoping to achieve? And pointing out and helping them to understand that, you know, you can have the best IT systems in the world, but if people don't use them, then they're useless. You know, you're not going to get the business value from them. So absolutely, it's really important to bring people on the journey as well as at the same time implementing the technology. And that's where design thinking helps that. But from a systems thinking perspective, you also need to have very clearly defined goals and outcomes from what does that future business architecture look like? How do you know when you've achieved it? What's it going to enable you to do? And effectively, how can you then use the ideation created by using that double diamond approach in systems thinking to assess and select the right business architecture solutions or the right business system solutions for your needs? The days I think of having a single platform solution for a global organization where you know you buy one singular piece of software and that does everything. We don't see that very often anymore. We tend to see that people have a have a suite of products, have, have an architecture of business systems, if you will, where different elements of software are specialized so that you know you've got very specific tasks being carried out by very specific pieces of software, which might well integrate to a central kind of ERP function or a finance function. But it's a it's a hybrid, it's not a single cell solution. To define systems thinking then It's really about reducing complexity, you know, broadly looking at the different elements of either a solution, but also what the solution sits in, if you want. And you've talked to, you know, from a systems point of view, but the boundaries of the system, but also the environment of which the system sits in and how it behaves in that environment. That sounds kind of quite conceptual, but when you bring it back into terms around ERP or business systems or, or technology or process or automation and process and, and those types of things, you can kind of see it as a solution in itself as part of a bigger system. And then how you really optimize that system to, and I guess this is where the lean part comes in a little bit as well, as how you really get the value out of that full system. So it's a holistic approach to how you develop, incorporate all aspects of the system, the environment it's in, into its design, development and deployment, but also the maintenance and how you optimise that solution going forward. That, to me, is how I look at defining systems thinking. And I think when you you pull that together around design thinking, that's where you you get some of the, the joined up benefits. 
both systems thinking and design thinking are effectively response and feedback. So does this work? Are we? Is this what people want? Do we need to redesign this? Do we need to go again? We're working on implementing a, a CRM system for a client at the moment who operates globally and has got over 500 sales engineers in three regions of the world, in 40 countries in the world. From both a people side and from a systems side, we are releasing technology in, in a series of sprints and we are getting their response and their feedback to modify and improve that technology. So on the one side, we're dealing with does this solution solve the problem? Let's get the feedback, let's get the response, and let's adjust it and let's modify it as much as we need to to ensure that it's, you know, we correct as necessary until we've solved the business problem. On the people side, we are also at the same time as we're delivering software or, or for systems, if you will, for the for the organization, we're also delivering engagement and we're delivering organizational change and we're delivering uh, change impact uh, kind of projects to work out are these people ready to follow new business processes to get the value from the new software that they're implementing that they're having in the, uh, to, to, to conduct their CRM activities. So we're getting feedback from the people side. Do we like this? Is this how we want to work? Do we understand it? Is the training sufficient? You know, what's the user experience like, etc. You don't start working on design thinking and then move to system thinking or vice versa. They can run in parallel and they should run in parallel where, where appropriate. So both are aligned to problem solving. Both work better with more administrative approach, in my view. So, you know, they, they complement each other, but they, they have different sides of that. They complement rather than they do the same thing. When you're focusing on the system in systems thinking, you're focusing on the user's needs in design thinking. When you're focusing on how you put the right structures in around a system, you're thinking about or how people understand the process in which it needs to work with from a design thinking point of view. So if you bring those two tools together, so you've got a different set of skills. I mean, we do this all the time in our, our value first process where we'll bring various different subject matter experts from the organization into a room to talk about how we either solve a problem or align on a problem or look at how we could put a solution for a problem. You use design thinking and system thinking approaches to bring that alignment and, and use those different teams to, to create that outcome. We do this for our customers, but we also do it for ourselves at Columbus. And I don't think we're unique um, amongst our peers. Software implementation traditionally is very much a systems thinking biased approach. You ask the stakeholders for their requirements. You do a gap analysis or some requirements engineering. You build a sort of future state architecture, you think about integrations, you do, you, know, you do verification, you do validation, you implement the software and you get on with it. We believe that, yes, that's absolutely important for our customers to implement software, but to implement value into an organisation, you need also the design thinking approach. So you need to start up front with that alignment that Ian just talked about. Um, about what are the ideas, what are the concepts, what's the value outcomes we're looking for as an organisation? How do we then fit those value outcomes to functional requirements of a business system? You know, do a technical feasibility assessment of making sure that actually we can deliver the business value via technology in the right way. But coupled with that, or on top of that, what people changes are required in order to deliver that? How is the organisation going to have to change? Is the operating model still fit for purpose? Do we need to modify that? Do we need to change team structures? Do we need to deliver training to people? Do we need to redesign our business processes? 
we do a detailed design of what that system needs and you know a fit gap analysis and then we go off and we do all that coding of customizations and modifications but at the same time we are bringing people on that journey with us it's a collaborative approach which sets us apart at Columbus I might be wrong but I don't when I look around our industry I don't see a lot of other customers thinking about how do we actually deliver user adoption of the new business system and realization of business value or benefits outcomes at the same time of as implementing software on time and on budget. When you look at a lot of system implementations, they're very much driven around features and functionality or systematic type approach to that. Different people have different views of a system as a whole. I might see a finance system one way, you might see a finance system slightly different in what you need from it. And so it's having those intuitive models of thinking, that holistic type of approach. And I think that's what we do by using the systems thinking and design thinking in our in our process and our method to how we do that. And we're, I don't think we're uncommon in that. I think a lot of organisations are finding the benefits of bringing the two together in the way in which they derive their methods and move forward. But I think what I'm not seeing as much of is that driven right the way through the implementation to outcome based delivery. And if we're not getting the outcomes we expect or the outcomes need to change, how do we change in a more agile organisation way, which in modern organisations these days, with the amount that we're being disrupted from various angles and from the amount of transformation that organisations need to stay relevant, basically, you know, you need to be able to keep that analytical, systematic, but also intuitive way of working with holistic solutions to drive out continuous outcomes and value. Yeah, absolutely. I just add to that, Ian, that it goes beyond the implementation of the software. It is ongoing. It's a continuous improvement model. So, yeah, you've delivered your software and you've delivered the value that was contingent with delivering the software. But actually, how does that set you up for future success? What new markets does it open for you or new customer segments does it open for you? What new products can you now implement? So how do you keep staying curious? How do you keep growing as an organisation, keep hunting new value? We like to think we are engendering that mindset uh, or embedding that mindset into our clients as well and helping them with that by coming back and re-envisioning with them periodically to to look at where there's more value for their uh, organisations. To kind of summarise the advantages of design thinking, you're thinking about people, their wants, their needs and, and how things might change. Some of the disadvantages if you only did design thinking would be you're too focused on the end user and you're not thinking about what the organization might need and the goals and the outcomes of a wider field than maybe a few individuals. Although I'd say if you do design thinking well across interdisciplinary teams, you could kind of overcome some of that. Then when you look at system thinking on its own, you from an advantage point of view, you're looking at patterns, systematic ways of working, very analytical, looking at how you're deriving a solution or a system through all its touch points, systems it's within and the place in which that system sits. That from a disadvantage point of view, you're focusing very much on process or you're focusing very much on features and functions and connectivity. And you put those two together, you know, you're, you're not only looking at systematic, as we've discussed, but you're also looking at how that that lands from a people centric or customer centric perspective. To learn more about our value first approach and our envisioning workshops, visit our website today where you can find our latest assets and material to help you kickstart your transformation projects. <laughs>